0: Hello, Rasa. Hi, Dad. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing great.
0: Excellent. How was your summer vacation?
1: It was awesome.
0: Ready for a great fall ahead?
1: Sure am.
0: And are you ready to know everything too?
1: Yes, I am.
0: Let's do it. Today, I want to talk to you about being average and how it doesn't always mean what you think.
1: Hmm, I just asked you a question about this.
0: That's right. You said if the average age of a 5th grade class is 10 years old, couldn't half the students be 9 and half the students be 11?
1: Oh yeah, and you said yes.
0: Right, because you were right. If a class has a dozen 9-year-olds and a dozen 11-year-olds, for example, The average age is exactly 10, but there are no 10-year-olds in the class at all.
1: Spooky.
0: It is. That kind of average is called the mean. Same word is not nice, but totally different meaning. And the mean is only one of three different kinds of averages.
1: What are the others?
0: One other kind of average is the mode of a group of numbers. That's the number that occurs the most. So say you had a kindergarten in with one four-year-old in it, six five-year-olds in it, and one random teenager in it. The mode is... Five. Right. There are more five-year-olds than any other age group. So the mode of the class is five.
1: Cool. But what's the third kind of average?
0: The third kind of average is the median you get the median of a group of numbers by listing them in order from smallest to largest. The number in the middle of that list is the median.
1: So in a playground with a one-year-old, two two two-year-olds, a six-year-old, a seven-year-old, and two 31 and 35-year-old parents, the middle of that list is six, so six is the median.
0: Uh Uh-huh, great example. With that group, the mode is two because there are more two-year-olds than anyone else. The median is six, as you said, because that's the number in the middle. And the mean is 12, because that's what happens if you add up all the ages and then divide them by the number of people.
1: Wow, I see what you mean. There isn't one kind of average. If I only knew the mode, I'd think everybody was a toddler. And if I only knew the median, I'd think it was a bunch of kindergartens. And if I only knew the mean, I'd picture a group of teenagers. I need all three averages to really understand the group.
0: Exacto mundo.
1: Now I can't wait for school to start so I can see the ages of everybody in my class and where I fit in. Am I meany, median mediany? Average has never seemed so diverse.
0: Are you ready for today's poem?
1: Yes, I am.
0: It's a fun one. It's called One of Us by Joyce Sidman. That kid is weird, says the teacher, flipping her shining hair. I don't know where he's at. Indeed, he is quiet in the way of a giraffe. Ears turned to something we can't hear. He turns his sleepy eyes on me. Chocolate brown with long, extraordinary lashes. As I hand him a seashell something to write about, you know, something to focus on. Suddenly, silently, in the mysterious way of poetry, he's at that shell. He's in it. His heart fills up with it. Oh, shell, he writes. You make lizards dance in the sky with birds. Never leave me, shell. During sharing time, he reads his poem aloud, reverently, almost to himself. Half the class is stunned. Half embarrassed, the teacher shakes her head. I am barely breathing. One of us, I sing. One of us.
1: I am amazed by this kid, this giraffe, who just loves the shell so wholeheartedly. Can I read it? Love that. One of Us by Joyce Sidman. That kid is weird, says the teacher, flipping her shining hair. I don't know where he's at. Indeed, he is quiet in the way of a giraffe, ears tuned to something we can't hear. He turns his sleepy eyes on me, chocolate brown with long, extraordinary lashes. As I hand him a seashell. Something to write about, you know. Something to focus on. Suddenly, silently, in the mysterious way of poetry, he is at that shell. He is in it. His heart fills up with it. Oh, shell, he writes, you make lizards dance in the sky with birds. Never leave me, shell. During sharing time, he reads his poem aloud, reverently, almost to himself. Half the class is stunned, half embarrassed. The teacher shakes her head. I'm barely breathing. One of us, I sing. One of us.
0: One of what do you think she means?
1: I'm not sure. Who is even talking?
0: I think that this is a poet who is teaching poetry in the classroom. I've done that myself. So I think she's saying, this kid is one of us. He's a poet too. He's part of my community of weirdos and lovers and seashell explorers and people that the shiny haired folks don't always understand or the normal people find embarrassing. But there's some brilliance, there's some artistry, there's some invention in this kid's soul that's
1: smart. I have a different opinion. I think this is from the perspective of the seashell and that this whole time it is listening and it hears this poem about him, about the seashell, and it says, he's one of us. He understands me.
0: So the line, I hand him a seashell, you feel like that's throwing us off the trail. (laughs) It's saying the seashell is handing itself to him, and the seashell's sitting on the desk, and the teacher is muttering, and the seashell's overhearing it.
1: Oh, yeah. I think maybe the teacher thinks she handed the seashell to the kid, but the shell really has chosen the kid.
0: This is a far-fetched but pretty brilliant idea. I am full of far-fetched and brilliant ideas myself, if I may say so. So all I can do is sing, when I hear your theory, One of Us. One. Of. Us. Last segment of the show. Do you have a vexing question for me?
1: Yes, I do. This summer, we got to swim a lot in the ocean. It seemed so much easier to stay afloat and I thought maybe it's because it's salt water. But is that true? Is it easier to float in salt
0: water? Mmm, a salty swimming question. Let me get back in my suit, head to the beach, find the answer, and let you know.
1: Sounds good.
0: I'm back, and I've got the answer to your vexing question. Floating in any kind of water is possible for one main reason. The downward force from your weight is met by an equal force pushing up. In a bathtub, for example, when you step in, you push an amount of water exactly equal to your weight up around you. Lore has it that this principle was discovered by the ancient Greek mathematician Archimedes. One day, More than 2,000 years ago, he stepped into a bathtub. When he realized the water that splashed out was the exact same weight as he was, Archimedes was so excited that he's said to have run through the streets, shouting, Eureka! Eureka! I've found it! I've found it!
1: Great story. But what about the saltwater part?
0: Because of its salt content, seawater is denser than freshwater, the same volume of it weighs more so when you step into it
1: it takes less salt water than fresh water to exactly equal cool my weight
0: you got it the higher the salt content in any water body the denser it is and the easier it is to float in
1: can i make my bathtub into a float tank by adding salt
0: you can but you'd need a ton at least 65 pounds of salt in a standard tub, according to Science Focus magazine.
1: Okay, I'll stick to the ocean.
0: You Must Know Everything is produced by me, Jeremy Smith, and her, Rasa Smith, with awesome music by Furniture. Join us on Patreon, shop our store, submit your own vexing questions, and hear more than 100 previous episodes for free at our website, youmustknoweverything.com. Subscribe via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or however you like to listen. Please rate, review, and share the show with friends. And please join us next time for everything you need to know.